Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation, and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Coming up later on this hour, I think we've mentioned this before, but uh, they did decide once and for all not to expand the 710 freeway. And that's, of course, where it heads down to the ports. So a lot of the goods are shipped that way. But uh, the big explanation in the, in the El Segundo Times is it's racist. So stop it. <laughs> you keep expanding highways. That's racist. You divide and hurt neighborhoods. <laughs> uh, well those neighborhoods need all the deliveries coming from the port yeah and speaking of the port Idiots. wow what a stinker the least efficient ports in the world are la's ports the yeah. least efficient yeah yeah what does that tell you especially when we had the the big supply snags sort of the pandemic we'll get to all this stuff uh coming up but uh we have a special guest again alex Villanueva, la county sheriff running for re-election less than uh, two weeks you're going to vote uh uh on the sheriff uh, either him or i believe he has what eight other eight uh, opponents eight opponents uh let's get the sheriff on how are you uh not too bad how you guys doing uh, great. Good. We saw you throughout the, the special on Fox 11 last night, uh, Los Angeles, all about homelessness. Uh, you're one of the very few making any sense. You and me. <laughs> we were the two making uh, a lot of that, sense. 
<laughs> you know, that's the least thing we could do right now. But if we don't point out the fact that what's happened to date has been an absolute failure, we're going to keep repeating the failure. So let's stop with the nonsense. Let's start figuring out what does work and go that way. Imagine that. Do you think you've made some inroads with your attempts here, with either convincing some of the architects of failure to get on board? Well, it looks like I'm going to have to convince a whole new board of supervisors because the current one is dead set on housing first policy, and which we know is an absolute failure. It has to be emergency shelter first. And now we have a, a leg up on and cobbling those resources together get the, the encampments broken up, get people into shelter, and on their way back to where they came from if they didn't want to take shelter. Well, what was striking in the special last night is that uh, I, I know firsthand, because as I've said a thousand times, I live near the uh, the VA, uh, live near the uh, homeless encampment that was there for about four years, and then you came in, and in just a matter of a few weeks, you, you did all the outreach, you did all the relocation, and really, in about 24 hours or so, you completely dismantled the entire encampment and hauled it away. It happened just like that. Same thing on the Venice Boardwalk. So it 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 gave it showed everything else was such a lie. It's like, well, we can't move it. It's too hard. When you get up in the morning and decide to do it, it actually moves very swiftly. And a lot of those uh, people are veterans, and they got relocated behind the gates onto the VA property, which is where they should have been to begin with. Exactly. And you know what? It's a lack of political will. That's it. And I heard all. I saw the same special. I heard all these uh, subject matter experts that we know that housing works. But they can't, they're just, they're so myopic because they're only looking at what works for one individual. They're not looking at the aggregate picture. They're not looking that if you keep offering $800,000 condos with a beach view, you're attracting 10 more people from the rest of the country who want that same condo. Yeah. Until you understand the big picture, you'll never solve the small picture. Yeah, I don't think that was addressed much. Like what kind of magnet do you create when you start promising $800,000 condos? You're going to get a lot more exactly. customers for it. Hey, what about, oh, yeah. what about this situation in Texas? You know, the big controversy today is that uh, the, the local police department uh, sat there for an hour until the Border Patrol came in and stormed. And I know it's very difficult from this far away and, and not knowing all the details. But, I, I mean, if you, your, your, your sheriff's department were confronted with this kind of situation, what is it you're supposed to do when you have a guy barricaded and he just, you know, killed uh, 20 people? What, what, how, do you, how do you deal with something like that so it doesn't go on for an hour? Well, we do active uh, shooter drills all the time throughout the county. We just did one last month at Pierce College, and all of our patrol personnel, heck, all of our personnel are taught it's swift, decisive intervention right out the gate. Whoever shows up, your only goal in life is to engage with the shooter. And that means if you're stepping over people that have been wounded, you're going to step over people, but your your sole mission in life is engage with the shooter, neutralize the shooter, so there are no more victims. And that is what needs to happen. That's a lesson that was learned in Columbine. And we have very conflicting information coming out of Texas, so I don't want to be second-guessing what they did or didn't do. Hopefully we'll get a good picture down the road. But what we learned from Columbine is there's no perfect scenario. You got the no. gun, go in there, act like your kids are in that classroom. 
Right. It, it's hard to say what they did wrong, but I, I guess I, I was wondering what is it that the, that they're supposed to do right? What are the police supposed to do since there's so many variations in a situation? And you're saying just go find the guy and take care of him. That is it. And after the first person shows up, maybe the first two people, you're going straight to where the gunfire is and you're going to engage the shooter. That is your sole responsibility. People that start coming in behind you, well, they'll start taking care of their critically wounded and everything else because uh, time is blood, blood is life. And uh, so the clock is ticking as soon as people start being, uh, you know, mortally wounded. There's lives that can be saved. So there's no such thing as a perfect scenario where you have all the resources, you know, at your leisure, you're going to go in. Now, this is not a, so like a hostage crisis where you have one victim and one person barricaded where you have the luxury of time on your side. But even in those scenarios, when they make the call that, okay, where's a crisis, then all bets are off. They're going to go in like gangbusters. Where do you stand on all the things that are being thrown out there now in terms of uh, gun control, uh, background checks, uh, red flag lists? Where do you see this going, and where do you personally stand on all these ideas? Well, legislators always want to throw out laws because that's all they know how to do. I'd be more impressed if people actually start enforcing the law. Like, we have a DA that won't enforce gun enhancement. Heck, we had a shooting, a deputy-involved shooting with the CHP in East L.A. just the day before yesterday where the guy actually ambushed the CHP, CHP officer, shot at him, shot at the deputies, exchanged fire. That person now, the DA, is not going to file gun enhancements on that one who attempted to murder the police officers. That is a problem right there. We have all, all these gun these gun laws on the books that are not being used because they have DAs that refuse to prosecute. I, this yeah, one, it's kind of interesting that, that this crowd that believes in more gun control is against gun enhancement sentencing. I, the, it's hard. It's, it's mind boggling. Yeah, they're not they're not compatible. The two ideas. It just goes that it's just a big deflection. Let's go after mon- more uh, gun legislation. I said no. Let's prosecute with the with the laws we already have on the books right now. Right, can you hang on? Sure. Okay. I want to ask. This is uh, Sheriff Alex Villanueva is our guest. He is running for re-election as L.A. County Sheriff on your ballot with eight opponents. Uh, he's on our voter guide, an easy pick, because uh, we found out, especially the last couple of years, this is about all we have in terms of a large public official that does something about crime and homelessness. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. We continue with uh, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva running yeah. for re-election uh, in uh, less than two weeks. He'll be on the ballot along with eight opponents. And uh, we've endorsed him. He, he's on the voter guide. And uh, as Ken yeah. said before, he's about the only uh, major uh, figure in uh, Southern California. Oh, probably in all of Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, there's some in the Inland Empire that stand up on crime and homelessness. Uh, Sheriff, I wanted to ask you this. Stories are running around concerning your reelection that are using a term buyer's remorse. Back in 2018, they said you ran as a Democrat. You had a lot of these progressive woke people supporting your candidacy. And now they're scratching their heads and saying, what happened? It's almost like the reverse universe from us and not us, but some voters in Gascon who didn't realize he'd be this crazy with his directives. I mean, What's your response to that about uh, when you ran then versus uh, your four years as sheriff? Those are the party bosses of the, of the Democratic Party in L.A. County who are making that claim. When I campaigned in 2018, 
And I've been a lifelong Democrat. I'm still a Democrat, but I'm also not crazy. I believe in law and order, a secure border. I think ICE and federal immigration has a role, but not with local law enforcement. So I've separated the two. That was a huge thing for the progressive movement to remove ICE out of the jails. L.A. Times refused to even cover it or mention it. To this day, they had an article the other day, never even mentioned it when they're supposed to. And because it it really, it alters, their, it harms their false narrative of painting me as some rogue a Trumpster, which is what they want to do for L.A. It doesn't fit. Body-worn cameras, that's all about accountability. Today I signed two more terminations. Now it's up to 148. Hold people accountable to the rule of law. We've done everything possible to reform the organization and make it accountable. I've done 97 town halls today. You want to talk about transparency. Tell me any political leader who's faced 97 different uh, town halls throughout the county and taken questions directly from community members with no uh, no filters, no uh, heads up, warning, nothing, unscripted. I've done that for four years now. So what are they going to do? Let's create this false narrative that he's rogue or there's deputy gangs or buyer's remorse. But the elites want you to believe that uh, what matters to them matters to people. No, the people care about homelessness. They care about violent crime. For the immigrant communities, it was very important, the wage theft task force for a thing. These are a safety on our metro system. Those are things that are important to real people. To the elites, it's all about appearances because they're protecting the fact that they don't want to have the checks and balance of the sheriff against the Board of Supervisors. That's so, all the game that's being played. So, so the only progressive issue that you ran on was getting ICE out of the county jails. Uh, pretty well, that in the body-worn cameras, I think, in terms of law enforcement accountability, I think that's important. Diversity, uh, breaking down the, the good old boy network and diversifying the workforce, making it uh, accountable to the community. Why, why did they interpret Stopping. it that that you signed on for the whole crazy agenda? <laughs> uh I have no idea because I told them exactly what I was going to do. I even told them that due process and uh, is important thing. So if we had wrongful terminations, wrongful convictions, we need to make sure we examine them. And if there's something that was done wrong, let's address that. And they even bought into that. They said, oh, yeah, it sounds great, an idea, until I did it. And then they were running around like, oh, my God, how dare he? Well, the facts are the facts. They speak for themselves. If there's a miscarriage of justice, we have a moral and legal obligation to right the wrong. We don't keep someone condemned or wrongfully terminated because we don't like uh, the person. It doesn't work that way. Now, the Sheriff's Department has about a month left on their contract with uh, the Metro, Metro uh, for you to police the, uh, the trains and the buses. And you've said for that month you are going to uh, like double the number of uh, deputies on board, and they're going to be armed, and they're going to be enforcing a lot. Uh, uh, what's been the response from the Metro board, which is made up of a lot of L.A. City Council people, Garcetti, the L.A. County supervisors? Have they gotten back to you and said, don't you dare, good good idea, anything at all? Well, they released a, a, a statement that was, was featured in all these news coverage on our position, and Surprisingly, they were actually very, well, we want to work together, sing Kumbaya, and 
keep the place safe for everyone, great. But they don't acknowledge the harm they did with their previous decisions. So our goal is to get those 5,700 homeless people off of the system because they're harming themselves, they're harming their riders, and uh, they're not compatible, the two groups. So what happens on July 1st when the contract runs out? Well, we've agreed to two six-month six month extensions. The board, uh, MTA board, voted on it, and they've, they want us to complete those two six months while they're entertaining our proposal to take over the entire system. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to revert to the past MTA practice of, well, we're just going to wait till private security tells us when to do our job in law enforcement. That was an absolute idiotic way to to handle law enforcement and be proactive. So now we're changing that. We're going back to being proactive, identifying problems at the start before they devolve into where it reaches a crisis, force has to be used, and then we have really bad outcomes. So do you think that video montage that Steve Gregory uncovered of uh, the shootings, the stabbings, um, the rape, the, the recent incident where a guy was burned alive by a homeless woman, this finally has had an impact on them, and they've decided to let you do your thing? I sure hope so, because just from a liability standpoint, oh, my God, imagine every single person who's been harmed because of their policies. That's deliberate indifference to uh, the plight of passengers. You can't opt out once you're a passenger, you're stuck in the metal tube. You're there with whoever's there with you, and if their policies are putting people that are potentially dangerous there and they do not do anything about it, they're just going to eat it. I think they have to realize that uh, our direction, which is what we had before from 2017 before, where we kept everything in check. There was no homeless living on the trains or on the platforms. We did fare evasion uh, enforcement and code of conduct enforcement the place was secure and that's the way we want to return it to and that is my goal as sheriff and we're going to get there so you're you're going to police the the smaller violations to create a different climate we're going to anything that we can enforce we are going to enforce and we're going to be working with our our host team to get the people do the outreach get the people off the system and into shelter but there is no option where they can be sheltered on the transit platforms or the trains like Sheila Kuehl said, that is absolutely irresponsible and dangerous. We're not going to allow that. She said they could shelter on the trains, just sit in the trains all day and night going up and down. That's going to be their home, and that's fine with her. Yes, she said it was their sanctuary. Holy mackerel. (laughs) I didn't know she said that. (laughs) That's really crazy. I just found this out about a week ago. I was astonished, too. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that man. number, 5,700 people living on the, on the Metro, that's hard to believe. You know, and you also, no wonder there's no writers with money. <laughs> you also pointed out that most of the victims are people of color because that's most of the ridership. Yes, and they, these people claim that they're being anti-racist and protecting minorities from, you know, over-policing by aggressive <laughs> armed. They always talk about armed law enforcement. Well, right. they're actually screwing over the same people they claim they're protecting. All right. All right, Sheriff Villanueva, always good to talk to you. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, let us know. Before June 7th, the boat's coming up. All right, you got it, folks. All right, L.A. County Sheriff 
Alex Villanueva on the John and Kent show, our pick on the voter guide for re-election. <laughs> Repeating again, he was not our choice in 2018, but he has proven to yeah, be a leader. He's a, and there aren't really any in L.A. County on crime and homelessness. 100% our choice now. I, t- Sheila Kuehl actually thinks that the homeless ought to live on the trains all day and night. On the moving train. If that's where they want to shelter, that's what she thinks <laughs> to get them inside. Uh, how do these people get there? They won't have a lot of other riders. <laughs> Jeez, that that takes that takes it. I, John and Ken can't fight. Well, we're going to open that door, John, in the five o'clock hour, and I don't know what's going to happen. Which door? The door of listeners. Uh-uh. <laughs> we want to have a free for all on what happened in Texas, the shooting, uh-huh. and what you think needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You can come from any angle you want to. Oh, boy. I know. Okay. Well, I knew you'd have that right. reaction of... I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. All right. That'll Let's be go. 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll do it as long as it makes sense, and the calls make okay. sense, which won't last long. <laughs> then what do we do at 5.08? Yes, we'll have a plan. <laughs> okay. They'll be back up. There always is. Got to have a ripcord. Uh, now, we got this email for you. Uh, he didn't say you, but he said... There's a new encampment forming on Barrington, just south of San Vicente. This man says it started out as one tent, now it's several tents. Is that right? Right by the coffee bean? Do you know where this is? Oh, yeah. We're earlier this month on a nice Sunday where people were sitting outside. Uh, This guy writes, I guess, sarcastically. An unhoused neighbor started screaming at people and threw chairs to shatter the outside seating glass barriers. Oh, that's nice. Maybe you didn't know this happened? I. uh, This happened when? Last Sunday. Oh, no, no, he just said this month on a nice Sunday. So I it could see. have been no, last Sunday I, the I, one before. I haven't heard about it. Did uh, I didn't see it on the next door app feed. No. Oh. Well, he says, if Tracy Park doesn't win the council seat, we're leaving Council District 11, my wife and I. That's what he writes. So yeah, she's got somewhere in your neighborhood, and he's fed up. Yeah. She's... So you need to go look and tell us if this is real, if there really are uh, tents forming on Barrington. An ongoing, an ongoing encampment. Because I just drove past there, walked past in that area yesterday. Yeah. So I, uh, but I'll, I'll go look. I mean, that's right. not far from the VA and not far from where I live. Now, a story like this would be just a story, but when it's presented in the El Segundo Times, oh man, a whole other agenda comes out. Uh, by Rachel, Rachel Uranga, Uranga, a staff writer. This is the story that broke today that they have given up after decades. If you've heard this before, you're right. But this apparently officially is the end of the planned expansion for the 710 freeway. It was a $6 billion plan that apparently has been on the table for the planning board for decades. They have finally decided. Now, think about the 710 freeway. That's a lot of port traffic. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The ports are what brings our goods into the country. We need the trucks to convey the goods to the stores, wherever else you want to get them, right? even to packages to your house or whatever is coming through the ports that ends up on the trucks that, as it says here, barrel along the 710. They're loaded into trains headed to the rest of the country. It's our economy. But here's the great part. The freeway and the working class community's ills became a potent symbol of a larger effort playing out across the state to stop freeways that shape divide and hurt neighborhoods, especially those of people where uh, people of color live. The Times found that more than 200,000 people nationwide have lost their homes because of federal road projects over three decades. 
The latest recent highway expansions, including in California, have forced out residents in black and Latino neighbors, neighborhoods at a disproportionately high rate. You know, um, th- this is another example of they don't want us to live. That's exactly uh, the, right. The 710 freeway gets enormously congested because, as you said, the that's port, it. That's that's the, the lead the, into the ports. The, the, what are you going to do? The, the port takes in a third of all the merchandise here in the country. Doesn't the fact that people have to live and get these items take priority? I mean, don't live along the freeway. We're sorry, but it's been there a long time. Why does their Why does their color matter? Like they say, it's eighty three percent black and Latino. So because people don't eight- want to live near freeways, and they're saying the people of color are at the lower end of the economic scale, and they end up having to live there. But not because of Would their. Would you rather color. they be homeless? No, you can you can make you your the color of your skin. Or your ethnicity doesn't you, – you can make money, but you have That's to make right. the decisions in life to get to a place where you make money. This is what's all backwards about this. There are millions and millions of black and Latino people who do well in life, and they succeed in America, and they make money, and they move up. What, what they're saying is just they're terribly racist. That is a terribly racist theory. Um, right, because it makes it sound like they have no other choice. They cannot better themselves, so we have to make sure they're protected. It, it, That's what it, it sounds like to it, me. It, it, it is kind says of racist here, to assume they can't better themselves. This is the nation's largest port complex. The 710 is the main artery, carries almost a third of the imported goods. Um, it says here, a crush of goods, electronics, auto parts, and shoes clog the road. Well, that's why they need the lanes. Are we not supposed to buy electronics or shoes? And then get them to trains to take them to the rest of the country. That's just part of the economy. And then it says activists call it the diesel death zone. But Americans, with their appetite for click shopping. (laughs) Yeah, you see, that's that's, that's a lifestyle. But what is it? But wait a second. If we're if we buy online, we're not driving to the shopping malls. We're going to buy the same amount of stuff. If you clog up the trucks on the freeway, they're going to spew more and more pollution because they'll be idling and stuck in traffic for hours. Oh, my God. You know how much pollution comes from traffic congestion? Especially trucks idling. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. So I guess the bottom line is they want you to just buy less and live more frugally. Is that kind of what the... They're trying to force us into some other lifestyle than the one we have. They don't think black and Latino people buy stuff, click right. shop and rely on these these trucks. In fact, all over the country they do. You don't think they work in these industries? Uh, Three because- ways that shape, divide, and hurt neighborhoods. Uh, we heard this from Pete Buttigieg a while back, too. The same they, thing it's that, a re- it's a ridic- that highways are racist. They, they have somehow added the word racist to virtually Everything I saw something about uh, our water system in California is racist. Something oh. about I, 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 I've got to go find the article, like the reservoirs, the water storage. That's racist, too. This uh, is crazy. I tell you, this is insane. You can't debate this stuff. There's nothing to debate. There's nothing racist about a freeway. They used to fold their arms and say, we don't want freeways expanding right. because we're tired of all the cars out there. We hate the car culture. If, but if, this is about the economy. If, and I'm sorry, until you come up with something better than a truck to move some of the goods to the trains, what else are we going to do? If the port is where it is, right? We can't move the port. And the 710 no. is the main way out of the port. 
just because there happens to be black and Latino people living along the 710, well, there's no other way to get the goods out of the port if they're traveling by truck. What what else are you going to do? Find them a better place to live if you can do that. I don't really know the answer. I, but I, instead, I, they just uh, have collapsed on expanding that freeway, I, I, and I would, that just I, means trucks will uh, be stuck in traffic I more. would think if those people were bought out by the government, right, we have to expand lanes, we're going to have to bulldoze some homes. If, if the if the air if the air is that bad, maybe these people would be happy if the government uh, paid them off for their house so they could move somewhere else. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about the other side wow. of this, which is the ports. Do you know that the L.A. ports? We're talking about San Pedro and Long Beach. They are forty-two percent of all U.S. containerized trade with East Asia comes through those ports, and we learned today that they are the least efficient in the world, according to a new report. Not surprising, and we think we know why. We'll talk about it we coming up. We can't govern ourselves anymore. We can't manage ourselves. John and Ken show KFI. Oh, the El Segundo Times today. What a harvest of bad news articles. Uh, we'll get to two of them in the 4 o'clock hour, but I'll give you a hint on one of them. A lot of stinkweeds. Well, we may have to rethink our voter guide. Seriously. Why? The L.A. mayor's race. We picked Rick Caruso. Mm -hmm. I don't know now. The Times is informing us he doesn't have a climate plan. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> well, that's a big oversight. And that may be unforgivable. I don't know. You, But the thing is, you clear out the homeless people. Think of all the methane that you're going to take out of the uh, atmosphere. That's a good right? point. From all the all the poop lying in the street, that's yeah, a lot of methane and, fumes coming out of there. And also the marijuana fumes and, and the, the <laughs> whatever crack pipe stuff. The and, meth fumes. <laughs> God. A climate plan for as if L.A. has a separate climate from the rest of the globe. <laughs> oh, my! I know I'm saying this every five minutes. I need I don't know. What's another word for crazy? Insane. Lunacy. Uh, I mean, there's too many. It's, that's all it is. Yeah. Oh, well, mayor having a climate plan. What? Yeah, I just read, I just saw the headline and read the story. It's like the the, the world atmospheric temperature uh, record high in 2021, and I you know just slapped my forehead and I said that just can't be. With all the climate plans out there, you mean none of them worked, huh? <laughs> all right, so we've been talking about. Remember the supply chain problems. Remember the big topic last year and the year before was our ports. That's right, the port at San Pedro, the port of L.A horrible big backups i don't know they haven't told us how many ships are hanging out there these days have they uh there are qu quite a few within sight is that right yeah. we took a bike ride down towards uh, el segundo the other day yeah. uh just just past the airport and there were uh, plenty of ships out well out to see there are 370 members in the container port some organization 370 members this is worldwide ports According to the World Bank and S&P Global Market Intelligence, they ranked them all. Guess who are number 369 and 370? That's right. Our ports. The Port of Los Angeles, the Port of Long Beach. Right at the bottom. 369 and 370? They are the worst. The least efficient in the world. <laughs> right. Now, honestly, it says here a majority of the U.S. ports are in the bottom half of the list. Savannah, Georgia, New York, New Jersey, California's Oakland. <laughs> However, our two 
Long Beach, and L.A., the bottom of the list. And it's explained pretty well. Compared with U.S. ports, those in Asia and parts of Europe, uh, here we go, tend to be more modern. And they have the capacity to handle more cargo. And they work around the clock. That means when ships reach the other side of the Pacific Ocean, U.S. gateways can't keep up with that level of efficiency. In other words, that's why the ships are sitting out there. They're working more efficiently in other parts of the world. They're getting the stuff on the ships. It's headed toward the U.S. and they sit there. Because uh, we don't want to work or we don't want any more automation here to make this more efficient and faster. Uh Uh-uh, that means you'll lay us off. We're union. Yeah, that's the union uh, horse crap. It is. Yeah, the, the union just refuses. This is how they write it. Terminal automation continues to be an issue for the L.A. Long Beach ports, Mm -hmm. where there is resistance from the workforce, which stands to lose workers from such a changeover. Yeah, no kidding. Those are six figures. That's why we don't have the horse and buggy, because the guys that would shoe the horses are out of work. (laughs) But we have a government, including Garcetti... And the buggy whip guys lost their jobs. (laughs) Well, that was tragic, right? Well, it probably was somebody. Your livelihood didn't depend on the automobile because, yes, you're putting out the horse and buggy worker. Your livelihood didn't depend on buggy whips, so you don't care. You don't have any investment in that. Seems silly, doesn't it? No, from what we're still talking about things like this with this kind of resistance. From what I understand, that was another huge Garcetti failing. Is he always caved in to the port union workers? Oh, he did. Yeah, constantly. Yes, I, I know couple people who work in the whole system there. And they said, yeah, Garcetti would say one thing in a meeting and then always cave in because he was afraid. He was afraid of the union. Well, he's he's uh, he's very cowardly and he 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 backstabs. He'll tell you one thing in a meeting and do the opposite because he's he's afraid of confronting uh, a, a union official. Yeah, it's explained with news of the obvious at the end of the article is a quote by somebody named Mooney. Well, you have 24-7 operations at the loading ports in China. If you're loading 24-7 there and you're not loading 24-7 at the destination ports, yeah, you're going to have some choke points and some backlogs. No kidding. And that's why they're at the bottom in efficiency. And do you remember when stumbling, bubbling boo Biden came out here and claimed he was getting these ports to work 24-7? Oh, yes, he did say that, right. And that was last fall, I think. It never happened. They're st- they're, and they're not going to work 24-7 because the union's not cooperating. All right. We got more coming up. Boob. John and Ken, Deborah Mark has news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.